0: Our first reading today from the book of Acts. In the year King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne, high and lofty, and the hem of his robe filled the temple. Seraphs were in attendance above him, each had six wings. With two they covered their faces, and with two they covered their feet, and with two they flew. And one called to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts, and the whole earth is full of his glory. The pivots on the threshold shook at the voices of those who called, and the house filled with smoke. And I said, Woe is me! I am lost, for I am a man of unclean lips, and I live among a people of unclean lips. Yet my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Then one of the seraphs, Flew to me, holding a live coal that had been taken from the altar with a pair of tongs. The seraph touched my mouth with it and said, Now that this has touched your lips, your guilt has departed and your sin is blotted out. Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? And I said, Here am I, send me. Here ends the reading. Our second reading from Romans. Brothers and sisters, we are debtors, not to the flesh to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. For you did not receive a spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received a spirit of adoption. When we cry, Abba, Father, it is that very spirit bearing witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. If, in fact, we suffer with him, so that we may also be glorified with him. Here ends the reading. In our gospel today from John, the third chapter. Can can one enter a second time into the mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Very truly I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and spirit. What is born of the flesh is flesh. What is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not be astonished that I said to you, you must be born from above. The wind blows where it chooses, and you hear the sound of it, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus said to him, How can these things be? And Jesus answered him, Are you a teacher of Israel, yet you do not understand these things? Very truly I tell you, we speak of what we know and testify to what we have seen, yet you do not receive our testimony. If I have told you about earthly things and you do not believe, how can can you believe if I tell you about heavenly things? No one has ascended into heaven except the one who descended from heaven, the Son of Man. And just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, so that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son so that everyone who believes in him may not perish, but may have eternal life. Indeed, God did not send the Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. The Gospel of the Lord. Friends in Christ, grace to you and peace from God our Father, from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Since this this sermon will be my last as your interim pastor, I would like to begin with a personal word of thanksgiving. Thanksgiving to you for your support of me and of our mutual ministry together in the name of Christ. For one and a half years, almost now, we have journeyed together. And it has been a strange one and a half years. A different one and a half years, I think, probably than I have ever experienced, obviously, and for you too, I'm sure that's the case. This time of ministry transition involved many changes, mainly due to COVID-19, changes no one could have predicted and no one would have chosen, including a significant suspension in our in-person Gatherings here at the church. But you have been a resilient people and there is no suspension that will stop Christ's church. You have and you will continue to spring back. God bless you. I'd like to add a Bible reading from Hebrews for our meditation today. Hebrews 12. Therefore, since we are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight of sin that clings so closely, and let us run with perseverance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith, who for the sake of the joy that was set before him endured the cross, disregarding its shame, has taken a seat at the right hand of the throne of God. Jesus is the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. And when we journey by faith, we are responding to a calling, a holy calling, grounded in faith. Faith that is founded in the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. One chapter earlier in Hebrews, faith is described like this. Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. By faith we understand the worlds were prepared by the word of God, so that what is seen was made from things that are not visible. By faith Abraham obeyed when he was called to set out to a place he was to receive as an inheritance. And he set out, not knowing where he was going, By faith he stayed for a time in the land he had promised, as in a foreign land, living in tents. For he looked forward to the city that has foundation, whose architect and builder is God. As I think about God's calling, I think about God's calling that brought me here to Prairie Farm, to United Lutheran Church, after I had retired. I think I would describe it first as fulfilling, and second as mysterious. Fulfilling in the sense of really bringing me full circle, back to my roots, back to my childhood, because I think most of you know I grew up, most of my growing up years, in the community of Sand Creek, very close by, and mysterious in the sense of being beyond what our human minds can comprehend or put together. It's like, how did this happen? I don't know. It's like Jesus described the movement of the Holy Spirit to Nicodemus. It's like the wind, Jesus said. The wind blows where it chooses. You hear a sound of it, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. That's the way it is with everyone born of the Spirit. In the reading from Romans today, we also heard all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. We are all children of God. We affirm on this Holy Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, one God in Trinity, the Trinity in unity. It's a mystery to our human minds like the story of the professor who was teaching his students about God, who is beyond human knowledge. And the student spoke up and said, well, then why speak about God at all? The professor was silent for a moment. Then he asked the student, why does the bird sing? The student wasn't sure how to respond. He was thrown off by the question. The professor just waited patiently. And then said, the bird sings not because it has a statement, but because it has a song. Something has been awakened inside. And so God calls us. God awakens us. And without this calling, we would go nowhere. Get nowhere. This church would not be here without God's calling. When we journey by faith, we are responding to this call. It is God's call. I told the council in our meeting, our last meeting together, that I've been blessed by my time here, the time we have had together in our ministry. And I'm grateful for all the ways I have been, and we have been awakened by the Holy Spirit together during this time. I want to say a heartfelt thank you to you. And my wife Naomi, who is not able to be here today, we have the grandchildren at the house. And so she is tending to their needs this morning. She wanted to say thank you as well. As Jesus puts it in his farewell statement in John 16, it was our gospel for last Sunday actually. When the spirit of truth comes, he will take what is mine and declare it to you. The spirit awakens us with the good news of Jesus whose death and resurrection bring us into this relationship of everlasting love. And so the second aspect of this journey by faith is responding And growing out of God's calling. Because the next step is always to be revealed. Remember Abraham, when he was called, he set out not knowing where he was going. Sometimes it feels like we don't know where we are going, right? Right? I've told you before that I enjoy going backpacking, and I especially enjoy going into the mountains to do backpacking. You're probably familiar with Karen's pile of rocks that are set along rocky slopes when you get above the tree line. And so you just hike from one pile of rocks to the other. And sometimes you're in a section where you can't see the next pile of rocks in that mountain area. And so, you must walk waiting for the next step to be revealed. The next point of orientation. That's the way life journey is sometimes, isn't it? There are times in between these rock piles We're in between God's revealings to us when there is uncertainty, when we just don't know. And sometimes, along with that uncertainty, there is fear and anxiety. That's real. When we journey by faith, we trust that the next step will be revealed, that God will show us the next step. As a congregation, you have entered this journey by faith and discernment of the calling of a new pastor. Now, real spiritual discernment means that you are willing and intentionally putting yourself on a path where you cannot see the next rock pile, where you must walk by faith. Because real discernment means the path is just not known you're trusting that God knows the path the way ahead including the destination the real discernment then is involves a surrender of not knowing and it also involves prayer too doesn't it asking God in prayer where are you leading what is your will for us lord Show us. Isn't that why we say the Lord's Prayer? Thy will be done. Real discernment. Trust without reservation. A journey whose future times and future turns we cannot see. Trusting that God knows. Every turn. And God has that time in God's hands. God has a plan. And Discernment listens and looks for God's plan to be revealed. The third aspect of our journey by faith, which begins with a calling and where each step is being revealed, when we journey by faith, we are looking forward. By faith, Abraham obeyed and he set out not knowing where he was going, he looked forward. To the city that has foundations whose architect and builder is God. Just imagine God is already laying the foundation for the next chapter of our lives. God's already working on that. God's already working on what is not visible to our eyes. I find the words of the prophet Isaiah encouraging, Do not remember the former things or consider the things of old. I'm about to do a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I'll make a way in the wilderness, rivers in the desert. Ever since the women of the tomb learned that Jesus was risen from the dead, going ahead of them to Galilee, we've been trying to catch up. We follow a Lord who is always out ahead of us. A Lord who likes surprises, too. promise in the last book of the Bible, the book of Revelation, gives us a vision of what the Lord is working on that is not visible to our eyes. See, the home of God is among mortals. He will dwell with them. They will be his people. God himself will be with them. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. Death will be no more. Mourning and crying and pain will be no more. The first things have passed away, and the one seated on the throne said, See, I am making all things new. Sometimes our vision is hampered by the brokenness we experience in this world. We can feel even forgotten or forsaken. The good news, though, is that God has made God's home with us. God chooses to walk with us. Jesus is Emmanuel, a name that means literally God is with us. And because of the death and resurrection of Jesus, nothing will ever separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. It is the Holy Spirit who declares this good news. Don't even consider the things of old. I'm about to do a new thing. So... Let us now run with perseverance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, for Jesus is the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. And faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. Thanks be to God. Amen. I invite you to stand as we affirm our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and a life everlasting. Amen. Let us pray now for the whole people of God in Christ Jesus for all people, according to their needs. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, guide the call process in our call committee here at United as we seek to discern who you are calling to be the next pastor for our congregation help us to listen to your leading be with us in this time especially ask your blessing on Pastor Stratton as he provides ministry during the bridge time this summer leading up to the calling of a settled pastor grant us the assurance of things hoped for the conviction of things not seen that we may journey looking forward in faith. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. We pray for the earth, that green pastures and clear waters be provided for herds and flocks, and that farm fields be preserved from drought or flood. Restore your creation to wholeness, so that towns and the countryside and the wilderness may abound with life. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. We pray for those who are hungry, for the unemployed, the homeless, those living in refugee camps or on the street, migrants seeking a better life, that they may be fed and cared for and find new pathways for restoring their lives. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. God, our healer and refuge, we pray for all who suffer from gun violence, for victims of the mass shooting in San Jose, California, for victims of the shooting yesterday in Miami. For all, we pray that you will bind up their wounds and heal their hearts, comfort the mourners, embrace those traumatized and fearful. With your Spirit's power, work through us to change what is broken in our world. Use us as agents of restoration and renewed community, that all people might live in harmony and peace. Lord, in your mercy, Amen. hear our prayer. Come to our aid, O oh God, as COVID-19 continues to spread. Heal those who are sick, protect families and friends from being infected, support healthcare workers, give continuing success to the development and distribution of vaccines. We pray for all who suffer in body, mind, or spirit this day and ask for healing for those from our community. Jonathan, Lucille, Terry, Brett, Ruth, Leroy, Larry, Bud, Adele, and those we name before you now. Grant them your healing grace, Lord, in your mercy. Amen. Risen Lord Jesus Christ, you went ahead of us into the grave and defeated the powers of sin and death and the evil one. We remember those who have died, especially those most dear to us. Inspire us to live our lives in resurrection hope. And of that day, we will be reunited with those who have gone before us. Lord, in your mercy. Amen. Amen. Into your hands now, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy, through your Son, Jesus Christ, who taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. You may be seated. We give thanks for all of God's gifts today, especially for the gift of the hope we have in Christ. Thank you for the gifts that you share for the ministry and mission of United Lutheran Church. God bless you and your stewardship of all the gifts God has entrusted to you. Let us pray. Blessed are you, O God, maker of all things. Through your goodness you have blessed us with abundant gifts, ourselves our time, our possessions. Use us in our offerings given in thanksgiving to you to serve you in this world as a sign of your merciful love and grace through the one who gave himself for us, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. And now before the benediction, just a few words, as God's people, oh, Carol, you're going to say a few words? Okay, you do that, and then I'll do mine, then. <laughs> I'm standing in for Joe Beaver today, we couldn't be here, but we wanted to say thank you to Pastor Mark for a year and a half, and we have a gift of appreciation for you for, for your time here and the flowers on the outside are also for you and me so we wish you the best on your future journey and God's blessing Thank you to all of you in the United Congregation. As God's people, we are both called and sent, both drawn near and led forth by God's Spirit in the name of Christ. Our life together becomes a lifelong journey as we respond to God's calling and sending. And you will continue to respond to God's calling, this life-changing calling and sending through the vital ministry and mission of United Lutheran Church here. I will pray for you that God will strengthen you in this calling and sending. And I ask your prayers for Naomi and myself as we respond to God's calling and sending too. As we move this summer to the Twin Cities, please pray for us that we might also be faithful in this next chapter in our lives. Whether here or in a different place, Christ goes before us, always. And may we have that assurance in our lives. And may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace now. Christ is with you. Thanks, Thanks be to God. Thank you. God bless you. And thank you, Jackson, for your post too.